Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to talk about figuring out what your podcast should be about. Now, while this is ostensibly for businesses considering getting into the podcast space, there's lessons here that anyone can take. Anyone serious about podcasting, which is what this show is for, or who this show is for. Because there's lots of ways you can figure out what your show should be about. Well, what a lot of people do is they say, well, it's trending right now in the world. I should, I should do a show about that. Or I'll look for that perfect Venn diagram of what people want to listen to, what I want to talk about, I and my business want to talk about, and find where that Venn diagram overlaps in the middle. Yeah, those are all easy ways. I'm not necessarily easy, but those are certainly ways you could figure out what to podcast. You can take the easy approach and just say, I'm going to interview my customers because being the one of the tried and true methods of having a quote unquote successful podcast is interviewing your potential customers on your podcast. There's a very, there's a lot of people at least have anecdotal information that say that leads to you getting more customers. Great, fine. But I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. I'd like to use something a little bit more scientific than that, if you will, something a little more data driven. Because if there's one thing that I've learned after being involved in podcasting for nigh on 15 years now, it's that it's really hard to trap lightning in a bottle. You just don't know what is going to work. And you really can't rely on following what others have done. It's kind of like, remember when viral videos were all the rage? I was working in an advertising agency. I was running a, a big shop, did about 90 people that worked for us, full service ad agency. And clients all the time would come into us wanting us to make for them a viral video. But that's not how it works, is it? That's just hoping for luck. So let's hope, let's not hope for luck with the podcast. Let's do something a little more involved. Because if you are serious about podcasting, you're likely going to invest something. You'll invest time, you'll invest money, you'll invest effort. And you want to make sure that there's the greatest chance possible for a payoff. So you have to pick your niche specifically. And here, by the way, here's what I mean by niche before I get into the how to do it. When I mean niche, it's not just your, your topic because you're a business, right? If your business sells carburetors, chances are your show is going to be about carburetors. If the business that you have is you are a CPA, you probably should do a show around accounting type things. But that's not a niche. That's a, that's a focus. That's a topic. That's a cur That's a vertical. That's a category inside of various directories. What, you, what I mean by niche is, what do you bring to the table? What is unique to you that people actually want to listen to? Now, as I have said before, or as I have counseled businesses before, 
You want to put out content that your existing audience wants to hear. And who is your existing audience but your existing customer set? The people who are already doing business with you or looking to you for information or services. That is the people that you want to pull information from. How do you do that? Well, relatively simply, assuming your business has a website. And if not, in a minute, I'll talk to you about how we can get around that. But assuming your business has a website where there's information on it, there is valuable data data hanging out inside of your analytics that you're probably not mining. And that is this little search box that lives probably in the upper right-hand corner or somewhere else of your website. So while people can navigate through your site to find pieces of information, at some point in time, they give up. Sometimes they go up that search little box, that little search box that you probably have on your website, and they will just type in their query, hoping to find what they're looking for. Now, whether or not they find it is is immaterial, but the real data of the niche lives inside of that search box. What search queries are people actually typing in to your search box on your website. You have access to all of that data. I promise you it is there. Whether or not you're looking at it or whether or not the people that are responsible for your analytics have surfaced that information to you is a different story. However, I guarantee you, you have information. You can get data. You can pull that exact data on exactly the terms people are searching on. And that is where you find the gold for your podcast's niche. What are they searching for that you don't, that they can't find from your website or that they want to find from your website? Whether they can find it or not is immaterial. It is the action of wanting that information is important. Let me give you a somewhat mythical bit of data. So I used to run a website called patiobooks.com and not related to this here. And I would look at the search data. Not a lot we could do with that. We would just simply repost it or we were the hosting company for people, for authors who wanted to get their books out in podcast form. The business model is immaterial. But what was key is we did have a search box. And I would look at that search box on a regular basis to see what people were searching for. Not because I was doing anything with it, but because I found the information interesting. And what I found was that people were searching for books we didn't have. For example, one of our most popular searches was always Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling, those sorts of things. Free audiobooks in podcast form. People want to see if there's a free version of Harry Potter. No, by the way, there is not. So there wasn't a lot I could take action. It's not like I'm going to call J.K. Rowling and say, hey, would you stop your you know, selling books and let me give them away for free? Right, not happening. But had I wanted to do a podcast for that business, that's invaluable data. That tells me what people are interested in so I could craft this show around that. So again, taking this to the extreme, maybe I take that idea of Harry Potter books that are being talked about, and I go back. What, what are they really looking for? They can't find this particular book that's about that, but maybe I can find other books or other stories or other interesting things that are in around fan fiction that might start sparking ideas that might cause people to be interested. Sure, somebody looking for a Harry Potter book may not be interested in a podcast where I say, I don't have the Harry Potter book. I'm not saying that. It's not that literal. But it kind of puts you in the mindset of what are people looking for. So maybe there's lots of books that aren't available. Maybe I put a podcast out that's all about 
Why can't these books be available? What? How do we change the marketplace? Maybe they would find that interesting. I don't know. It's an idea that I'm going for. You need to access your website search data to have that. Now, what if you don't have a search box on your website? Two other options. Number one is go to Google Search Console. Just search for it. Google Search Console. You own the website. You should have access to this data. Get it. You have it. I promise you can have access. Because Google will tell you what search queries people are typing into Google when your content shows up. So that may be helpful. It's less helpful because, of course, they may not be on your website, and Google won't tell you search terms when your content didn't show up. So it's got to be when someone searches a query and Google has content that they think might be relevant to that person when they served it. You can get really good data out of Google Search Console. And if you don't have access to that, well, I suppose you could use any of the countless numbers of keyword research tools, hashtag research tools, all of these others that show at, at a high level what are the important things people are searching on right now. You could use Google Trends. You could use Hashtagify Me, lots of different places. But just make sure you try and narrow it down and don't look for the big trends. Don't do crazy things like, hey, let's talk about politics when we're a an ebook company. That's That's not relevant to you. So drill down deeply. And find the things people are searching for. People are seeking information. There's valuable data in understanding what kind of information people are seeking out. These search queries, these keywords, if you will, but think of them more as search queries, is are questions that are out there that may be unanswered, that people are looking for answers. It's an easy way to build a podcast around that for a business. If you need help understanding this, well, launching podcasts and keeping it running for businesses is what I do. Go to podcastlaunch.pro, evo at podcastlaunch.pro, and I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion... Unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. 
Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.